Welcome to the latest edition of the Sharp Dojo series. I am your host, as always, Billy. I did record an Instagram podcast last night. I had a head going podcast. No, no, Sharp Dojo series. Um, anyway, intro's going as well as always. I am joined in this edition by the person that Looking Sharp nominated for this month's edition. It's Lexi Lux. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Uh, I did. I did say that right. Is it Lux? Is Lexi Lux, or is yeah. it got accent? Okay, cool. You said I'm, it perfectly. <laughs> I'm always worried when when it's someone who's in Europe or something like that that it could just be like an accented thing, and I'm just going to butcher it straight away. Yeah. <laughs> no, you did it great. Um, cool. Right. First question is always the same. We'll just just go into the boring one, and then we can we can, have, we can actually speak about fun stuff after that. Uh, how did you get into pro wrestling? What was your first memories? What got you hooked? Well. My dad watched a bit of wrestling when I was little, but I wasn't really that interested in it. Um, and then it just like friends. I had I have a friend who uh, wrestles. Uh, he's gone by like Wild Boy and a bunch of other things. And he's just like, do you want to try it? And I'm like, sure, sounds fun. And I got hooked. Uh, I loved it. I loved the whole like dramatics from it and I just really enjoyed it, and I haven't stopped since. So is that just from watching it, or is that you, you know, this wild boy, is, is, did he suggest you again to become a wrestler, training, or did he yeah, bring started, watching it? Like, I started training it, and then, like, when I started training, obviously I started watching more wrestling because I wanted to learn, and, like, I love it now. It's, like, so much fun to watch shows. Like, I like WWE, AEW... And I like the storylines and I, just the whole entire thing that wrestling is, is something that I just fell for. So who are your favourites then? Who are your first kind of favourites, the ones that you you've, will keep an eye out for? Well, I do love, like from WWE, I really love Becky Lynch and also Alexa Bliss. Love her. And I do like the guys, too. I like Edge and Lita, Trish Stratus, like Attitude Era. I love that. And I also am absolutely infatuated with Angelina Love from TNA. I love the beautiful people. They are a big inspiration to me in wrestling. And AEW, like, I've, I'm obsessed with, like, Darby Allin, Lance Archer, and Britt Baker. I like most people in AEW. <laughs> so for well, so once you mentioned the majority of them they're all kind of like a bit alternative a bit different it's not like you're yeah. you're uh, uh, black pants and kick pads kind of guys it's it's, it's just like Angelina Love all those part of the beautiful people she had all these tattoos and looked mm -hmm. like a rocker chick and things like that um was, was that and, and of course Alexa Bliss was, was it pre uh pre-fiend or just just uh, I liked her course. before Fiend, uh, but I also do like her with Fiend. I just like her character. I like how she's kind of like a little bit psycho. <laughs> it's it's fun. I, I like her character a lot, and I like the way she wrestles. And she's small, like me. I'm very short. Uh, I'm five foot one, so it's like inspiring to see a short girl be able to wrestle the way she does. Absolutely, and she's one of those that I think I've said in other podcasts. It's ones that you know she's she's nice. You see her on social media, and she's a big Disney kid and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like I think we'd get on great. Just to like just to chat about just Disney. I don't think I think for yourself as well. Cause do my research. I know you're a bit of a a Disney kid as well. So it, it's you'd, you'd be able to speak to her about anything but wrestling. Um, yeah, but but definitely Lita's always a big favorite in this household because uh, she's just the best and yeah it, it's actually there though so when did you actually start watching is this stuff you went back to see uh how did you get into actually stuff uh about when i started training like two years ago i started watching again like i don't really remember because it was like really small when my dad watched it but i know it was like like off the rage with like undertaker and hulk hogan and all them and we even at one point saw uh, Undertaker's monster truck, <laughs> Gravedigger, that was fun. And when we were vacationing in Florida, we also got to see Hulk Hogan on his jet ski. <laughs> so that was fun. And uh, then it's like kind of been a pause since then. I like almost forgot what wrestling was 
but then I started going to shows in my city and as an audience and just thought it was like it was just a blast and then I got the opportunity to start training with them and then I started watching wrestling because like I said before I, I needed to learn more than just in training so about two years ago is when it all started up again so how did you find that first train did you have an athletic background beforehand to go into it what was your kind of foundation not really like when I was little I was a dancer I did like ballet and cheerleading and all those things but then I was not really athletic at all uh, I went to the gym a bit but then that stopped and then I start wrestling and then I start taking exercise more seriously so I started going to the gym again to do both cardio and weight training and then training wrestling so I don't have that much of an athletic background actually I mean, I've, I've, what I've noticed people like that, that are dancers, so you still have the rhythm. You, you at least be able to, should be able to, in theory, pick up the rhythm of footwork and things mm -hmm. like that a little bit quicker yeah. than others. Uh, I know myself, I could fall down uh, to two steps and I just don't, no coordination at all for that kind of thing, which, I mean, not only that, I'm super fat, so I'm not going to be doing wrestling anytime soon. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the bumps then. Of course, you, you're, you haven't watched wrestling in years at this point or you're just kind of getting back into it. Uh, how much of a uh, how much of a shock was was hitting the the mat on the, the first time you did it? It was not a problem, actually. Uh, it was like the people I was training with; they were like all excited to see the first bump and stuff because they thought I was going to be complaining. But I did it without a problem. Like I, it felt good. Like it like it was what I was meant to be doing, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, so yeah, like, like it was destiny. As soon as you hit, hit yeah, land on your back, you're like, yeah, I could probably do this. This is not, not yeah, a problem. Yeah. Um, and, and did you find did you struggle with anything like uh, I don't know, ropes or anything like that? Was there anything particular? Or did you find it quite quite straightforward to kind of pick it, put it all together? Well, it's actually kind of strange because in the beginning, I was like, I didn't give a shit. Like I was up on the ropes, I was doing like suicide dives and everything. But then like something happened along the way and I'm still trying to get over my fear of the ropes and I do not know why I'm scared of them because I haven't fallen or anything. I like haven't hurt myself, but it's just like now when I try to get up on the top rope, it's all like shaky and I get nervous and I don't know why, but I'm trying to work through that right now. But in the beginning, it was easy. It was like I didn't care. So maybe it was it was a case of when you first started, it was like, oh, this is all new, this is fun, this is, and then maybe, I don't know, subconsciously something's, you've watched something or, or seen someone take a, a crash and burn, and you'd be like, I don't want that. I don't want yeah, that happening well, at all. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, I think it's like, I don't mind, like, because, like, falling forward into the ring, not a problem. I think I'm most scared of falling backward and, like, hitting my head in the turnbuckle pole or something like that <laughs> i don't know i got it in my head that that's gonna happen and it scares me <laughs> i mean it should be fine i mean it's, it's, you're only two years in i'm, I'm yeah fairly confident that's because that'll be a uh out, out of your system eventually but i you know yeah i'll get over it <laughs> it just just means you're it just means you're, you're working on other things you work on ground you're working on other parts of of the puzzle before you you find that particular piece so exactly. I do my research, like I say, and Chris was telling me, I'm, I don't want to, I'm dead naming him here, uh, Looking Sharp was telling me that uh, you've got a little bit of a, a, a penchant for deathmatch wrestling. Yes. Why? I would love to do that. <laughs> like, I'm not afraid of pain at all. And I just like the brutality. It becomes so much more real to the audience that they're like, oh, shit, this is like, shit's going down now. And I've always had, this is going to sound really psycho, but I don't care. Uh, I've always had like a fascination of blood. I think blood is quite beautiful. And I can just imagine myself away into like death matches with like weapons and blading and all that and that is something I'm absolutely into and really eager to try 
I, I, I can, it's I can kind see, of bizarre. I can see why yourself and, and Lou maybe get along a bit yeah. here. Because <laughs> he's a little bit, he's into that, into that ECW deathmatch kind of yeah. just madness. Um, which is very different for, I mean, not to not to judge you by, by being a female, but it's not something that, that a lot of uh, female wrestlers would be for. Or that, that I'm aware of, anyway. I, I mean, I yeah, could give you another five uh, women, and they'll go, "Oh yeah, I would love to get smacked with a kendo stick. I'd love to go through thumb tack." So, totally, totally wrong. But um, yeah, but you did start though. Did, where was it all with, with guys? Were you the only female in the class? Did you find um, were there with a couple of girls that you could trade with? How how did that go? Well, we've had girls we've had two girls at a point but they never really followed through so it was mostly me and the guys and I did like training with the guys more because they were more experienced the girls were also new and it was easier to learn from them I guess um and also like it was for me it was like kind of hard size wise with the other girls because the one girl she was like two meters long she's like really tall and I'm really short so it was like really hard to get her into headlock and all that and the other girl she was really young and very skinny and I'm not super skinny so it was like I felt like I was gonna break her sort of so, so, so it's, I, it's I, like a, 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 we got those scales you got tiny skinny yourself in the middle and then tall yeah like, yeah yeah <laughs> so it was easier because the most of the guys I trained with they weren't like super tall themselves and it was just like easier to work with them I mean I want to be able to work with anybody but in the aspect of when I started training it was a lot easier to work with people that were more near my size and stuff Oh yeah, absolutely it's, it's trying to get the fundamentals and basics in and about and then you can go Right, how would I fight a big guy? How would I fight a someone smaller? It's, it's, it's trying to yeah. at least get the the safety bit in first, and then you can go right. We can start playing about with it. Um, so I've got now cage match has failed me on this occasion for finding match information, but I do have note of two. Yeah. So I've got down here debut, maybe tenth of July this year. No, I've got no, no. Tag match. Uh, no. I I debuted. Uh last year uh, in the like spring right before corona hit uh i did a debut singles match in gothenburg and came out with a victory so that was fun Good start. and then i had a match in the summer in malmo which was also came out in a victory <laughs> it was against the same opponent so it like we we worked good together and okay. then I've had two matches, one in Gothenburg and one in Malmö with uh, Helena Sixt. And and I've got the note here, a tag match, Ian Sebastian Day versus Kid Vicious and Lilo, and then a singles match with Kid Vicious as well. Yeah, that's the, the singles match with uh, Kid Vicious, which is also Wild Boy, uh, is coming up now this weekend. Of course, I've written down the 28th. That, that would be, yeah, I've, I've totally, I wrote it down thinking, oh, I'll mention it as it coming up. And I've just said, no, yes. that's the match you've, you've already had. But no, it's still still to come, if, even if you listen still to, to come. it. Still to come. Okay, yes. so totally screwed that up then. Let's go back to your first match. Uh, so just before yes. Corona uh, arrived, so you're ready, you're match ready. How did you, when were you told that you were going to get this match? Did you feel you were ready for it? Uh. I did, because I had my match against my trainer, which was Lilo, uh, and we had time to like work at it in like an hour ring, and of course I was I was so nervous because it was the first time doing it in front of an audience, and I was mostly as, like worried I think about the entrance because then all eyes are on you, and I'm kind of like shy when it comes to those things but then when I finally got into the ring and the match started the bell rang it just it like it felt like training 
Like I didn't realize really what the audience was doing. I mean, I heard the reactions, their boos and their cheers, but I was focused on doing the match and doing it right. But um, it was scary. So guys, again, it's, it's finding all these puzzle pieces. So the, your first match was more of a case of, I just want to get through it and make sure every, that I do it right. Um, so you said you're quite shy. It seems quite a common thing for just, wrestlers in general that uh, before the match they're either nervous or they don't speak to many people they're just just keep themselves themselves and as soon as they go out to the curtain and that they see the ring that's it it, 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 it like switches and they're they're the yeah. wrestler um yeah is, is the character of lexi lux is, is it kind of who you want to be or is it just you turned up to 11 or is it just an absolutely completely different person to yourself well it's kind of both like it's kind of me but it's also a very it's a very exaggerated version of me because my whole gimmick right now is because I'm born and raised in New Jersey and we all know that Jersey girls have attitude <laughs> and are like kind of cocky so my thing is I'm I'm like I'm come out as the pretty much like Jersey girl, like I'm a cocky, I'm a little flirtatious, but I do do the damn thing, pretty much. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was going to ask because I couldn't remember when when uh, Lou was giving me the information. He did say something about about the US and 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 Sweden, of course. And I'm here from the accent. There's a bit of a mix of both. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you grew up in in the US. Uh, did did you start your training in the US, or did you do that when you came over? Um, to Sweden? I came. It was just uh, I moved. To Sweden when I was nine years old. Oh, okay. uh, so I spent most of my adolescence here and I started training when I was 20, 21, around there. Okay. Um, so when before you started, I think you did mention about, about seeing a local show, but um, did, did, you, did you, was that just the couple you saw before you started training or, or did you get to a couple and go, oh, I quite like this? Because I'm, I'm know the Scandinavian market at the moment. Scandinavian uh, wrestling scene is really starting to to heat up. Um, so, was there any particular that you you like the look of? You like as a as a wrestler, of course. Uh, anyone that you, kind of caught your eye, um, or was it just like Lilo? Think, oh, of course, Kid Vicious, of course, Wild Boy would have been the, the yeah. one you would have spotted. But is there anyone else that you thought I really like this this particular wrestler? Well, I did see the girls of the Gothenburg, which is. Uh... Betty Rose, uh, Aya Freak, and Helena Sixth. And I thought what they were doing was pretty badass, and I'm like, I want to be like them. But I also really did, I like, enjoyed watching the men also. I really enjoyed Danny Sharp and the way, like, one of the first matches I got to see live was a hardcore match between Danny Sharp and D-Charge. And they had, like, these little, you know, those things you pin that what are the push pins <laughs> they had push pins and he got slammed into the push pins and it was like there was blood it was nice it was fun <laughs> and i enjoyed watching it it was very entertaining and i also really enjoy the shows that they have in uh, dance pro wrestling dpw i've actually worked for them on two occasions as a manager for one of the wrestlers so getting to be out there with like as a manager, like egging on the crowd while my so-called like wrestler is wrestling, it's I really like the feeling of it. It's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I mean, I suppose ma managing is kind of on the job crowd interaction training without the fear or without the uh, the need for for throwing yourself and, and doing bumps and what have you. So, mm -hmm. uh, did you find that was beneficial for for trying to get your character out? As opposed to just doing oh, the rest of the moves. Absolutely. Uh, and in Denmark, I am a heel manager because uh, I manage Schenkenberry and or Mikkel Schenkenberry. And I really enjoy being a heel because I am kind of bitchy, like naturally. <laughs> so I had a hell of a time like booing back at the crowd and like saying mean things about Danish people and stuff and like I felt comfortable doing it I find it a lot harder being a face like I am right now in Sweden because 
it doesn't come naturally to me to be all like happy and yay and stuff like that. I'm more of a natural heel, I would say. That's the thing. I find that it, it, once you, if you get uh, a face character, a really good one, you wonder how, because it's so much more fun to go out and insult people. And yeah, it really they, is. They, and ironically, they've paid for the privilege of you to go out and say uh, <laughs> that they suck, and it's just yeah. the best thing ever. Uh, because yeah, because, I mean, uh, I've I did a couple couple bits and pieces over the years, and yeah, it's, there's nothing nothing better than just saying stuff that you could possibly mean, and everyone's booing you. And then afterwards, they'll go, "Oh, that was you did a you did a, that was great. That oh thanks." And and then you're saying, "Going, I've just spent my, my evening just just ripping into you," and it's yeah, just and it feels amazing. <laughs> It's like therapy for the soul. You can just go out it, and really it really is. It really is. So getting into so I've got I've, I've used the word so so much, but uh, during my research here, I found out that your your nickname I've got here is Green Mamba. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> was that was that was that something you saw I, on the graphic? You went. Yeah, I saw it on the graphic. <laughs> and I'm like, why is it just because I have green in my gear? It's like, I don't, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I have no clue. I'm doing really great with these notes here. So I'm just going to score out Green Mamba. I don't even know what Mamba means to be honest. I was going to Google it and I thought, nah, it's fine. If it's something, you'll tell me. So it's all good. I don't even know what it is. I just like, like saw it in an announcement. And I'm like, okay, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Somebody thought, made it up for me. Have you, have you thought of any, any monikers to go by? Uh, or the Jersey Girl? No, I, I, that sounds way too. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I haven't really thought of it. I haven't really thought of it. Like, there, there's things coming that I don't really want to expose yet. That might be more of an answer to that question. <laughs> I'll, 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 we'll certainly keep. An there, eye there's for things that. coming. Uh, so Green Mamba, of course, uh, yeah. being a <laughs> be the nickname that we're not going with. But uh, so you have green in your gear. So when you're designing your gear, of course, well, for the bits and pieces I saw, it's kind of like uh, oh, can't think of the word for it. But it, it's there's, there's, it's a very rocker chick kind of thing uh, mm -hmm. from what I saw. So were you quite hands on with with your gear design? Uh, did you make it? What was, what was the kind of story behind? Well, gear? I had it. I ordered it, but I had it like made for me. And then I had uh, a local seamstress do like the the leg covers that I have, and I guess the green. I just like because I'm like thinking in the Swedish wrestling scene. I've always heard that you like you don't want to be like everybody else. So you kind of got to think like, oh, this person has those colors and that kind of gear, and this person has that. What can I do? And then I'm just like, well. Lime green and black can look pretty cool together. And I chose like lightning strikes on why well, I, I switch gear a lot. Like it's always green or black. It, it has that, but I usually have the ones with the lightning strikes. And this was like ordered before Corona hit. So it was thought to be used for like the bigger shows with like lighting and stuff because the top actually has like it's react reacts to black light. So it's green and black uh, when you see it to the naked eye, but in black light, it becomes like a electric blue. But we haven't had the chance to be able to use that yet because the big shows got like canceled because of the virus. But wow, I, I am a rocker chick, so I go for the rocker look because I am a rocker chick. I've listened to heavy metal since I was a little baby. And I... Also took inspiration. Like I, I have a little bit more slutty gear than uh, the most of the female wrestlers. I don't mind showing some tits and ass if you put it that way, because I'm inspired by the beautiful people, and they are very trashy rocker chicks, and I like that. And that's like there's not there's not girls in Sweden who have that whole trashy slutty look, and I want to be somebody who sticks out so I chose to use that look in my advantage I, I clearly must be very comfortable in your 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 own skin to to just go out and and dress like that and and feel confident and performing and it's yeah um I suppose 
in, in, a, in some weird way. Uh, it means everyone will be looking at you, regardless whether they came with their kids, whether they came uh, just out of sheer luck. They'll, they'll might leave the show and go, I don't know, don't know about everything I saw because I'm not big into the wrestling, but I saw that Lexi Lux and she looked amazing and she wrestled really well as well. So I might go back next month and just, just yeah. you know, just see, just keep an eye on it. <laughs> so, <Yeah. you> know, <laughs> keep an eye. <laughs> just keep just keep an eye, you know, just just to make sure. But uh, yeah, so okay, don't know where to go from from that point onwards. But uh, yeah, so the, the Corona then. Well, to dive it straight down, we'll, we're speaking about tits and ass, and now we're going to go into coronavirus. Uh, so yeah, you just started getting into the wrestling. Coronavirus hits. Everything as we know it has been cancelled. No shows yeah. around, they've just all gone by the wayside. Uh, I mean, how, how are you feeling? How were you feeling about that, seeing as you were just getting started and then it's done? Well, I mean, it sucked, obviously. But in a way, I really value it because that means I got to start my career with shows at like house shows, like not as many people in the crowd. Since I said before, I'm very shy, it helped me like when there's only like 50 people in the crowd to learn to work them because then now when everything starts opening up and it's going to be bigger shows, I'll be more comfortable in the ring in front of that many people that woke up. So I think it actually helped me a lot, uh, not being like pushed straight into the big shows. Yeah, give, yeah, give you time to actually like. like I, I use this puzzle analogy constantly, but it's just getting these all these little pieces together and and getting a more complete picture by time that because when shows come back, I mean, I know that you see got one coming up and you have wrestled this year. Um, people are going to be wanting to see entertainment. They're wanting to get out of the house. Yeah. They're wanting to to see anything. Um, so wrestling, I'm hoping. I mean, shows have just come back here, and I'm hoping that it just means because there's a surge of of new fans come in because they just want to see something, anything, even yeah. some music, wrestling, um, a, a small fair, uh, dog shows, just something, some sort of entertainment yeah. in, in the wild. Something that's not your own home. Ex oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I got I sent, I got sent home from work on March 19th last year, and I pretty much lived in these four walls since. So it, it's yeah. anything. If, if, if there's... I've never an outdoorsy person anyway. I'm quite shy, um, like yourself. But uh, I've, I've even found myself turning to a wife and just going, we're going somewhere this weekend. I don't care yeah. where. I don't care who we see. Yeah. I, just want to, I just want to be out of this town. That's all I want. So exactly. it's, it's, a, it's a scary thing, this coronavirus. It's made me more sociable. And I'm not sure if I, if I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the reason you're on the show, though, is, is you were nominated by Looking Sharp to be on through the through the Looking Sharp uh, Dojo online dojo, um, which yes. is in association with this podcast. Um, how did you get? Did you get involved with with Lou through his work through uh, Denmark? Because I know he's everywhere in Europe most of the time. Yes. <laughs> so were you introduced to him uh, through that, or were you recommended the dojo? How did you get involved with with Sharp Dojo? I was recommended by Lilo. Uh, he said that I could find some good things there and like their seminars and stuff. So I joined and then I've been participating in as many seminars as I can. And I think that it's really giving, like you learn a lot hearing from the people who have been in this business for years. And I just stuck through. And then I had uh, in Malamar uh, two weekends ago, we had a training session with uh, Liu Kingsharp himself. He was in Denmark, so he came over to Malmö and we all trained together. And that was a lot of fun. I learned a lot of things. But yeah, I got into the dojo through recommendations. Is there any particular uh, seminars that you attended that, that kind of like maybe blew your mind or at least added another piece to this puzzle? Was there anyone in particular that... that you're like, wow. I mean, I suppose, I'm going to guess, I don't know if you're in Mikey Whiprex one, because you know you like the hardcore yeah. style. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I was, I really enjoyed that one. And, uh, but it was, it was kind of funny because I asked him questions uh, about like blading and stuff, because that's something I want to do. 
And he's just like, no, you're a girl. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't ruin your pretty face. And I'm just like, oh, you wait. Just you wait. I'm going to ruin it. <laughs> but uh, it was a, a lot of fun to hear, like, what he had to say and what he, like, experienced through his career. He didn't recommend me to do blading and stuff. But, you know, in the end, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> you do you that's that's, that's i think yeah. we've learned anything is is just that i i did use the word like female wrestler before but really at the end of the day the word wrestler should just cover all that's the pretty much yeah. it. it's just wrestler regardless of yeah. of uh, gender persuasion or what you define yourself as it should just be wrestler full stop yeah uh, how how did your your family react or friends react when you decided to think right? I'm going to do some wrestling. I, I want to get some. Th- I want to get some uh, uh, drawn pins. I want to get push pins in me. I want to want to get some barbed wire out. W- were they just like, yeah, that's that makes sense? Or was there any? Uh, no, <laughs> my mom. I mostly have my mom and my sister because my dad passed away four years ago. Uh, I know if I would have told him and he would have found out that I was a wrestler, he'd be like oh, that's my daughter. That's badass. I like that. You know, he'd be all over it. My mom, she's like, no, but you're my sweet little daughter. You shouldn't do that. You're going to get hurt. And I'm like, so (laughs) I'm going to learn how to land correctly and stuff. And the whole hardcore, she's not happy about that. (laughs) Like she, she's not, uh, she was telling me she's going to listen to this podcast and she's like, are you going to talk about the scary stuff? I'm like, probably. And she's like, oh, I'm going to listen anyway. She's my biggest supporter, but she's also terrified. Uh, Yeah. She was at my last, she was at the tag show uh, when we had the tag match uh, and she was sitting front row and I took a German suplex and from her perspective, it looked like I broke my neck. <laughs> she didn't understand that I knew how to land. And she used to work as an EMT, like with healthcare and stuff. So she automatically thought I was dead, sort of, because I sold it really well. And I wasn't like standing up and I was going limp and everything. And she's just like, I was 30 seconds away from jumping in the ring and pulling you out and calling an ambulance. So she's a, she's a supporter, but she's not very happy maybe with all the choices I choose to do in wrestling. I mean, that means she's, she's seen the worst of it outside in the real yeah. world. So I can, yeah, I, can I, I mean, I, I understand that she doesn't like want me to do like blade jobs and stuff because I have a long history of mental health issues and I have self-harmed a lot through cutting, unfortunately. But what I have to try to explain to her is like, if I blade during a match, it's not going to be every match. It's going to be a hardcore match, like when it's needed. And I'm like, and it's not to like harm myself because I feel bad. It's to get like a reaction from the audience. And when I explain it to her that way, she kind of understands it a little bit better, but she still doesn't like it. <laughs> oh yeah, it's all like you're, you know, like you go up, someone go right. We've got a, you're opening the show. It's a singles match, yeah. and then the first question you're going to have is go right. So I'm going to blade, and then uh, <laughs> and then from there, well, I don't care from that point. I'm quite, yeah. but no, no, it's, yeah. it's it, it make, in your head. It's like I want to do it, but you need it to make. It needs, it needs to be special. Yeah, it has. That's, that's it has it. to make sense, and I mean, if you start blading every match it's gonna get boring it's not gonna shock people anymore you have to keep the shock value so like if you do it in a match that is like a hardcore match where there's weapons and there's crazy fights and stuff then it's more like whoa oh my god she really got hurt like she's bleeding oh my god you can't do it in every match it just loses it's like the special part of it Uh, it loses its point yeah, and between that, and you've got to have, keep some blood in your body at some point yes. as well. So <laughs> of course, of there's course. Also that. Uh, but no, I, I did write down German suplex because, of course, there's a video of it. Uh, and and yes. I was like, cause as soon as I saw it, I was like, I need to bring this up because that looked scary. Uh, and yeah. like you're saying, it, you, you knew how to land, or at least you know how to land and react mm. at least to, to give yourself a minute <laughs> if, if it didn't yep. really go to plan. Um, have, have you... Is, other than like the jumping, as we've we've established, uh, the fear of, of landing on the turnbuckle uh, post. Uh, is there any be what's what's been your favorite moments or 
that was a weird way to, to phrase that. But uh, what's been your favourite moment so far in the wrestling ring? Is there any bit that, that's happened you've been like, this is the best thing ever? Or... Well, I like the things that look brutal. So I really enjoy the German. And it was like kind of funny because the guy who did it to me, he it was his debut. He had just trained for only a year, but he trained in my club. So I was like, I know he can do it safely. And I know I, I barely have to, he's strong. He's big and strong, so I barely have to do anything. He just picked me up and threw me over his shoulder. So uh, I like I like those spots. I, I like, it sounds really bad, but I like getting thrown around. It's fun. I like chops. Chops are fun. <laughs> I like giving them and I like taking them. So you, you, I like things that look nasty. I was gonna say I'm really getting the impression that you do you're just happy with the the violence of of wrestling, but yeah. <laughs> also the safety net of nobody's actually doing this on on purpose. It's part of the show yeah. kind of thing. Um, yeah. So, well, briefly, if you're happy for me to do so, we'll briefly touch on the mental uh, health part because I think it's important that people speak about this anyway because you know yeah. it's a big thing. Absolutely. Do you find that that wrestling because of that controlled violence? It's been a little bit of like therapy. If you if you've had a particularly low day, you can go out. You can go to training and chop it out, or get chopped and and just kind of let that. Uh... Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it's helped a lot because, like I said before, I struggle with self harm, and since I pretty much started wrestling, I haven't felt the need to because I feel pain anyway. <laughs> like if that makes sense, and I have like feels like I have 1500 different diagnoses but one of them I struggle the most with is my bipolar disorder and I feel like going to training and doing these crazy things being around good people having good conversations it like got my mind off of the destructive thoughts that would pull me down otherwise I really do think that wrestling has helped improve my mental health a lot uh a lot a lot like I don't I haven't cut myself since I was 21 when I started and it's just it's been a it kind of it's like controlled pain like I feel the pain that I would want to inflict on myself anyway but it's controlled and it's safe and it's not like gonna leave scars hopefully <laughs> so it depends how how, uh, how gung-ho you go with the whole uh yeah, uh, uh, face blading and stuff like that. So, so. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna blade up in my hairline. That's my plan. Uh, I like that you, you've already thought. <laughs> I keep the plan, it in the hair, so you, you know where it's gonna be. Oh okay, yeah, I have a plan. It's gonna be in the hairline because then when I sweat, it will drip and the blood will come with it, so it will look brutal. Uh, I'm course, not gonna ruin my face. I mean, Mikey said, Mikey's like, "Don't ruin your pretty face." I'm like, "Okay, I'm not gonna ruin my face, but I'm still gonna blade." <laughs> And of course, yeah. I'm assuming by that point, because I mean, our our, our match, our uh, match graphic, our thumbnail for this episode, you've got blonde hair and everything like that. I assume that when 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 the time comes, you'll be getting the the bleach out and and because that's just a, a gnarly image to see the blood go through the blonde hair and the old red yeah. hair thing. Yeah, well, I have I have red now, and I'm planning on keeping it red. And I mean, you won't see the blood then. <laughs> so. I guess, but I, I don't. I don't know what I was thinking with the howl bleached moment. It's it's not me. I'm darker than that. And so it, it just unfortunately, that's where all your promo pictures happened. And... Yeah, I I'm gonna take new ones eventually, but uh, that's also in times to come. <laughs> oh yeah, so we're, we're, I mean, we're not spoiling anything. This is all very much a big tease for. Some, something's happening so I mean something this is happening episode's going to come out tomorrow and of course you got your match uh, on Saturday yes. as well so uh, who knows by the time people get get, get to listen to this the, the, the tease may be out you always got to have a tease you got to keep people interested absolutely I mean every match now people are going to be going to see Lex and Lux and going is she going to blame this one is this the one is this the one <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, so you said you're, you're a big metalhead outside that. Now, I don't know if you could tell, I am not. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, again, was, is that 
uh, love of metal music and that another way that, that you, you kind of keep your mental health in check because it is like scream. I'm going to just put a very generalization in here. It's screaming music. So it's a way to kind of like just let it all out and uh, shout out any issue you may have kind of thing. Yeah. Music has been a, a big help for that. I, I'm a musician myself. I'm a singer. And I... I don't scream. I don't sing metal. I am not good at that. It would sound awful, like you're strangling a bird or something. But um, I sing, and that helps a lot. And then the metal, it like, I listen to music based on how I feel. Like, if I'm feeling angry and upset, I'll listen to the screaming metal and all that craziness. And, like, if I'm not feeling so good, if I'm feeling sad, it will be, like, kind of depressive music I mean it's kind of triggering but I mean it helps me feel my thoughts and when I'm feeling normal and happy it's a lot of I listen to a lot of like gothic music like typo negative and I love Marilyn Manson I'm a big fan <laughs> so I just like I guess I, I I listen to mostly metal but I switch like depending on my mood pretty much I mean, I mean, but it, but it helps a lot. Music yeah. really does help a lot with the mental state you're in. Uh, it's my way of tuning out of the world and disappearing, and you know, just taking care of myself. So it's the best way. I mean, for, for myself, it's it's I, I will either maybe game a little bit, or yeah. I'll watch wrestling, or or watch a Marvel film or something because I'm big into superheroes and stuff like that. So oh, I am, I am too. I love Harley Quinn. I have a Harley Quinn tattoo. So. <laughs> That does DC. not shock me at all <laughs> from our conversation <laughs> so far. Does not shock me. Yeah. <laughs> no, people usually don't get surprised <laughs> when they see it and stuff. So, so I uh, cosplayed as her many times. So, I, again, not surprised. Uh, so, yeah. But yeah, so is, is, it, is it more DC side or just Harley Quinn as a character in general? I like Harley Quinn as a character because I really like her whole like story, how she, she was a psychiatrist. And then she met the Joker, and then she, like, went insane, fell in love, and became this crazy, crazy woman <laughs> who's a villain all of a sudden. And I just, I like when, because I see myself when I, I'm pretty heavily medicated for my disorders I have. And without them, I kind of feel like Harley Quinn. I feel crazy. And it's nice to feel, like, represented in a way. I mean, I'm not, like, a villain who's going to go out kill people but like the whole aspect of insanity i understand right um sorry do you see i'm assuming you've seen the suicide squad then recently yes it just came out yeah uh, it's, i i i mean it's not a surprise that, that I, I really like margot robbie which is the fun fact that she is exactly the same age as me born the exact same day oh, really same year and oh that's cool it's it's disgusting because look at her and look at me <laughs> <laughs> we're both we're both thirty one, and she does not look it. Uh, so bloody yeah, Australians. <laughs> I think, I think she, I think she does like she, she is, she plays the role of Harley Quinn so good. Like, I have a hard time seeing her in other movies. Like when I saw her in Wolf of Wall Street, I'm like, no, you're you're not pale, and you don't have crazy makeup. This is weird. I love her as an actress. She's amazing. Oh, I mean, the, things like it. I, go, I get the same thing with uh, just like. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, because uh, he's like when you see him in it, you see him in Men in Black. I was watching it, going, "Nah, you're you're Thor." I'm kind of yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's that's it's like hard. It's when they make such an impact as a superhero villain, it's like hard to see them in any other way. It really is. So outside of that, outside of wrestling in general, so we discussed your music. I know you, you do have a video or two on YouTube because you got linked on your. Oh my your god, Twitter. you found those. Like, it is linked to your Twitter. Oh, yeah, I linked it. Yes, yeah. so it's your own fault. <laughs> <I forgot>. uh, so, <laughs> so, so you, do, you, you, do the, you do a little bit of singing, I uh, do a little bit of wrestling, I uh, do a little bit of, of hopefully uh, hardcore matches. But anything yeah. else that, that yeah, outside of wrestling that people might, might you think that you wouldn't expect you to enjoy? Do you, do you have a, a massive collection of bee babies? What, what's your kind of, what's your vice that people might not uh, think? I'm obsessed you, with cats. I love cats. I'm obsessed with cats. I have two, and I used to work at an animal shelter, actually, for homeless cats. And I wish I could take them all home, but I cannot, but I wish. And I'm really obsessed with cats, and I actually am 
considering studying to be a veterinarian because I love animals and cats, <laughs> yeah, you know, but that's not so fun. But I am also a freelance makeup artist. I am really, really good, no surprise there, really good at doing like nasty wounds. <laughs> I can make real, re really realistic wounds and I usually get people who want me to do their makeup around Halloween and I'd love to do it because I, I'm, I'm good at it and it's fun. And I mean, I'm good at like glamour makeup too, but I'm more into doing like the gory stuff, but that's no surprise considering I want to do hardcore matches. <laughs> so, but otherwise I'm kind of a boring person. I like cats and I like gory stuff and horror movies. Horror movies then. Again, you'll be, you'll be shocked to find out that I'm not a horror movie guy either. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> what's, your, what's your kind of fit? Is it, is it B movie slasher? Uh, cheese fests or is just the gorgiest possible what's your kind of uh, top love, five horror movies I love gory movies but I really like psychological movies uh, and one of my top of horror movies is Silence of the Lambs because it's so psychology like there's so much psychology behind it it's like creepy in a different way uh, there's this movie on Netflix that I don't know if people have seen but it's called Clinical and it's also very psychological, but there's some pretty gory scenes in there. And then if we're going to be, like, gross, because I, I like gross bloody things, there's this Turkish movie called Baskin. And there's a lot of, like, nasty stuff in that one. People usually don't like watching it. But um, those are probably the movies I, I'm, like, I'm not so much into, like, all the, like, ghost shit. I mean, I can enjoy it, but... I like more things that can feel real. Blood. You, you like blood. That's good. I like blood. I like that's, blood. That's the, that's the story of this podcast. Is <laughs> if, if, if anyone learns anything, hello, my, yeah, it's like hello. My name is uh, Lexi Lux, and I love blood. <laughs> I mean, maybe you can throw blood somewhere in this, in this moniker, uh, Blood Mamba, uh, <laughs> Red <Yeah>. Mamba, maybe. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, right. So we've got a couple questions that we ask everyone. They're a bit stupid, uh, and, but yeah. unfortunately, everyone gets asked them. Uh, yep. First one is, what's your favorite dinosaur? My favorite dinosaur? Uh, I do. Well, I don't know what they're called, but you know the the. What's Emma? What heter den där med långhals? Brontosaurus. I had to ask my friend. Yes, I had to ask my friend because I didn't remember what they were called. I like those. Uh, I, I honestly, them. I thought it was going to be the I can't remember what they're called. Velociraptors, the one with the the things and they spit and all that kind of I stuff. I mean, I like I like most dinosaurs. I think T Rexes are kind of scary because they can like eat everybody. But I mean, they have really funny short arms, which is I mean, that's amazing. But yeah, I like the long neck ones. They're fun. <laughs> I'm just liking the the vision I've got now that we're speaking about wrestling and all this cool stuff and horror stuff, and suddenly your friends are now here and you just go, dinosaurs. Well, <laughs> just out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> dinosaurs. <laughs> uh, the other one. The next question is worse. It's uh, what would win in a fight: two sheep or one cow? Two sheep or one cow? I think one cow would win. Just got feeling. Or, or got a no, I mean like the or? cow. The cow literally just has to lay on the sheep, and they're dead. I mean, they just have to lay down. They're big, That's and fair, fair they can and they can kick and they can stomp. So I think a cow would beat two sheep without a doubt. Fair enough. Uh, right. So somehow we're going to get back to wrestling uh, before we kind of to wrap up, and you can get back to to not speaking about dinosaurs uh <laughs> so wrestling dreams future is there anyone who in the world would you want to to wrestle either immediately in in sweden scandinavia or europe or anywhere who would be your who would be in your list your bucket list of opponents well well obviously angelina love because i'm obsessed with her but i mean she's getting older she might retire soon who knows i mean I would really like to have a match with Britt Baker. That would be fun. She likes blood too. 
we could make a bloody mess. <laughs> I could, I could so do. I think we could make a really fun match, actually. So uh, immediate goals then is, is to get to either Ring of Honor, AEW, so these things could possibly happen. Uh, or is there is the long term dream WWE, or are you just quite happy just to wrestle? Or, or, to be honest, WWE probably wouldn't suit you if you're if you're hell bent on the no. uh, on the hardcore world. No, I I'm into like AEW and Ring of Honor and stuff, and yeah, Impact. But though that, that's like a girl can dream. It's like far. Like I have a lot more I need to get done like here in Scandinavia to even be able to be on that level. I mean, from from your attitude, it sounds like it, it, nothing nothing's impossible though, because you're you're, you're kind of I, I like your your kind of way of just being like, nah, it's, it, the pain it, the pain doesn't bother me. It's it's but we'll just get there kind of thing. It's it's uh, it's a nice yeah. refreshing. Uh, way to go and uh you're only two years in so give it another few years you, you might you might yeah. have the, the the wee better moment of going well it should be me in all these places but for now yeah. enjoy 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 the good yeah. stuff i mean i have time i'm only 23 i have time <laughs> um I, I mean i definitely to see yourself versus lou i think that was kind of top of the the pile for me i think i mean that would actually years, be pretty fun between the two years, your your love for for deathmatch wrestling and uh, the, the kind of size thing as well, you can be just yeah. perfect match size. It would be nice for him to tower over someone. The only time I've ever seen that is when he, he wrestled Hornswoggle in Aberdeen, yeah. uh, which was really weird as a visual. But um, yeah. that yeah, that needs to happen. So again, yeah, we got to make it happen. We're learning from this. We need to see. Oh, well, Alexa is going to bleed at some point, and. Uh, and we need to see looking sharp against Lexi Lux. Oh, yeah. um, who knows we, we where? Need to make it Absolutely. We need to make it um, so, yeah, we've mentioned who you want to face, mentioned the dreams, mentioned that. Uh, is there anything else that you want to, to plug before we do social media, things like that? I mean, I have my Instagram and my Twitter, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> well, where, and, uh, where can people find you on them then? Where can they type uh, and find you? If on Instagram, they can find me on. Lexi Lux underscore pro wrestler. And on Twitter, it is Jess underscore Lexi Lux. Wonderful. Well, I think I've, I've, I've taken up enough of your of your evening uh, to speak to you. No pleasure. And uh, well, it's been a pleasure. Well, that, I mean, this is your first interview, so at least it's it's went well. We haven't, we have, I don't think we've yeah. slandered anyone, so I think we've, we've, we've done all, all right. Yeah. Um, who knows? Maybe someone will listen to it and go, "Well, I didn't mention me at all." Uh, and and uh, <laughs> uh, now, now you've got heat, and you, you're barely two years in. Uh, so, but uh, outside of that, um, I, I wish you the best luck. I I went into this knowing very little about you, and I've come out yes. knowing a lot more, more than I ever expected to know. So uh, uh, thanks for for taking the time to speak to me today. And uh, thank you so and, much for having me. Good, good luck on, on Saturday or 28th or whenever that thank day is. You. Um, thank so you. I'll close out the show, but thank you very much. Thank you.